It's May, so you know what that means. We all get another public holiday. Star Wars Day. No! Jasper's Game Week Aussie Edition is right around the corner on May 15th to 20th, and I'll be there. So will I. Oh nice, me too. I'll be taking part in some cosmic horror helmed by Anthonum on Day 2 Game 2. Spooky. I'm playing D&D 5e Day 1 Game 1 with Ben from Chicken Salt Bays and Day 3 Game 2 with NVCDM. And I get to jump in with Michaela from Fate's Grip on the Monday for Game 2 and with Sam from Awakened Fables on the Thursday for Game 2 for some D&D shenanigans. I hear there are auctions for people to join in on the games to play with us and other amazing TTRPG creators. Yeah, that's right. Auctions are open right now until May 4th, with bids for player seats going to Jasper's Game Day. And you can come and join us in the chat during the game and wreak absolute havoc on the players with redemptions that will go to the Black Dog Institute to support suicide prevention and awareness in Australia. You could say that people who want a seat will be hoping the 4th is with them. Oh, boo. (laughs) Classic. For more details and a link to the auction website, head over to our Twitter, twitter.com slash dndoctorates, and click the pinned tweet. We'll hope you'll see you there, either playing or lurking away, causing some chaos. follow Potentia back into the library having completed her errands she finds Harold and Meredith with a pile of books on a research table Um, many are strewn open it seems that the bookman has been able to at least point you in some of the right directions um, but so far, Harold and Meredith, despite the several hours of researching, uh, you haven't found anything of particular note. You've been doing research, trying to find more, uh, something specific about this being that Harold had a vision of this thing that he mm-hmm. saw, something to do with this, the magic sword that he has. So you've been looking at extra planar creatures and le- like legends and things. Um, but you seem to be like almost coming up to a, a knowledge barrier or a knowledge precipice where like the thing that you need, you just can't find. Mm-hmm. And you can't seem to find anyone who has taken that leap and gone further with the research with what you're trying to find you know that there was at least a book here at some point yes which you have the name of but it looks like that author either doesn't have any other books in this library or never wrote any other books and Mm. you haven't been able to track like you you know you don't know the name 
of the thing. You don't know. You just have like a, a description of it. Yeah. And so that's why there's such a wide collection of, of books here as you're trying to go through mm-hmm. them. Um, so given that you have been, you know, researching uh, without much luck, possibly finding some interesting bits and pieces as you've been going about other topics, other interesting, like, extra planar, you know, extra strange out there things, mm. but no, nothing that actually helps you. It's been a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling? <sighs> well, this has been... Have you found anything, Meredith? I, I've learnt about all sorts of terrifying things, and none of them are the thing that I saw, so I'm a little frustrated, honestly. Yeah. Normally I'm really good at finding stuff like this. I think, um... I'm hungry. Are you hungry? Oh, uh, uh, hungry for knowledge? Uh, no, I, that, that's a terrible joke. Uh, Can I throw yes, a quill no, I'm hun- at I- Harold Ted? <laughs> Ooh, do I get a dexterity saving? <laughs> I mean, you could make an, uh, an improvised attack. <laughs> no. Attack a disadvantage. <laughs> you just like, you aren't throwing to hit, you're just throwing, yeah. throwing yeah, for yeah, fun. Yeah. Oh, yes, I think I'm, I think I'm done. I, I think I could definitely be keen for, for some food. Mm-hmm. These Stodroids are very, it seems very secretive. Yeah, a little bit too secretive. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a bit suspicious, I mean, I, actually. It's 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 kind of strange because, uh, you know, from from what I've read previously, these these druids are they just sort of use the stars as a way of 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 gaining meaning from the universe and knowledge. I, I I've never heard mention of them being especially keeping some kind of secret. I mean, they're not necessarily the most open of uh, the circles, but. You know, they have their structures and, you know, little places and enclaves and, and, and such. But I, do, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is something else. I, do you just... think then that maybe the reason that we can't find any information is because they think it's too dangerous and they're not writing it down? I mean, it wouldn't be the first time someone has discovered something so insidious they thought it best just to bury it then... Uh, you know, let other people know about it. Yeah, I don't know. I think if it were me, I'd probably write it down just to warn people. Yes. Although, I don't know, it's so strange because I don't know if the sword... Like, I don't know if the sword is like a warning or it's a beacon of some kind. You know, like, is it that the sword is trying to to warn us about this thing? Or is the sword trying to... It has to... to be a beacon, right? Well, but 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 for whom? That's my question, you know. Like, is it is it like a sword trying to return to its master? Or is it sort of like, was this sword crafted so that whoever had it could sort of have a forewarning of some terrible thing that exists? Maybe, but it was very directional when we were on the moon. Like, it was... That light was pointing to something. I don't know. Oh, yes. I mean, of that I have no doubt. It's certainly trying to point to something yeah. I just don't know I don't know why and I suppose that's what worries me a little oh it's concerning me as well but I, I don't know I think we we need to figure it out I want to make sure you're safe you know yes I mean I, I suppose it's somewhat telling that the sword 
does live inside some sort of uh, magical dampening field. Hmm. The scabbard? Yes. Does it happen every time you take it out? No, um, it doesn't. And it hasn't happened every time I have activated it either. Sometimes it just sort of uh, gains this sort of celestial glow and I, I feel like when I use it, uh, it, it does a little bit of extra damage somehow to enemies. Meredith just like sits up a little bit and like swipes some books to one side and picks up a piece of parchment and like dips her quill in into mink. Okay, let's think about this. So, let's write down a list of every single time that you've used the sword. Can you remember? Um. Well, I, I don't remember every single time, but let's do our best. I do know. I do know that I've used it at least a couple of times where. I activated it and it just sort of had that, you know, cosmic glow and what seemed like sort of cosmic energy damage to enemies when I used it. And then there was the time... I think we can start the list by when we were on the moon, don't you? Oh, Potentia, hey, welcome back. Uh, well, no, remember, um, I told you about the incident when the the sword fired at, at the evening at my house. Uh, you know, when Ren fixed the hole in the roof. I'm going to chuck a quill again at Harold's head and <laughs> um, and uh, turn around to Potetio and go, Hey, um, we didn't find anything. Um, absolutely nothing. No information. We're just trying to, like, put some pieces together and, and have a think. So... Um, I got that general vibe. So, yeah. Moon... Yes. Hole in roof. Okay. Any other times, Harold, that you'd care to share with the group? She sits down in that well, sort of like, it's your list. Well, no, I've told you about them both, so. So there's. Uh, Ross, give me a history check for yourself. <laughs> I feel like you've <laughs> gone <laughs> on other times in. Uh, 11. There's only been two times that it's happened that I remember. Like, there was the moon and there was the time at my house. The first time that it, uh, so you, you got it and you're like, what is this magic sword thing? Yeah. And the very first time it ignited, mm. you were in the ethereal plane yeah. because of phase spiders. Okay. And... The word came to you. Yes. You have not read this word anywhere. It it, it it popped into your mind, fully formed, this word. Yes. But And also, you, in the ethereal plane, in the underlibrary, there was a star in the distance that, Ooh. like, blinked. Oh, was that the one that, like, guided us back to the material plane? That's how you right. interpreted that. Okay, right. Interesting. Although, now I think about it, when we were in the ethereal plane, um, remember, you, you were there, Meredith, uh, when, I, when I ignited the sword? Um, yeah. I hadn't really figured out at that point how it worked, but the word, the activation word, sort of just came to me, I suppose. Like, it just formed in my mind. And at okay. the time, I thought the sword was guiding us back to the material plane. 
but I do remember a star-like light. Right. So maybe that was the first time. Actually. Meredith is going to Meredith is going to draw like three circles in a row, and then right in the centre um, of each circle. So the first one's going to read Phase Spiders. Um, star guidance I guess and then the second one is going to be hole in the roof and then the third one's going to be the moon and she's going to look yeah. up at the like she looks up at the other two and is like okay so I'm going to put a question mark next to this first one because we're not sure if there was the same light um, but assuming that it is the same activation these are the three events where the sword's done something so, yes, and I do remember on the evening in my home, before I activated the sword, uh-huh. there was a star in the sky that was very bright. And I, right. I remember it because I looked at my constellation sphere and it was a star I hadn't seen before. Right. So she scribbles down on like around on the f- piece of paper, weird, unknown star. OK. Um, and then she looks up at the other two. this... Wait a second. Mm. So we need to think about what was happening around those those times and how that's different to all the other times that you've used the sword, right? Because I've seen you use it heaps of times and it hasn't done anything weird like that, right? So let's think about a couple of times where you've just used the sword and it hasn't done anything. Well, I was going to say, if, if, if you're thinking of things that are different to when you usually use the sword, you mm. muttered something to yourself on the moon. Well, I always have to do that. That's how the sword activates. Um, what? Yes, you know that the... Well, I won't say it now, but there's a... You know, like a a lot of things that are enchanted, for instance, have right. uh, like a an activation word that you say. Potentia uh, raises right. her eyebrows really high because you're explaining how magic works to a wizard. No, I'm explaining <laughs> how magic works to Meredith, no, I know, who I, clearly I know has... You are. I know you are, but in Potentia's mind, you are mansplaining to a... Like, you are wizard-splaining <laughs> to her. <laughs> right. Keep going. And you can continue. It- it's just like, I'm just... I'm adding character flavour stuff for us. It's fine. Mm. All right. And and this... this There is a particular word for this sword. So when you've seen me use it in the past and it's, you know, glowing with that sort of cosmic energy, um, I use the word. Do you have to say it... Every time, like, does it does it work? Yes, otherwise? it doesn't. No, you have to say the activation word. Otherwise, it just looks like a normal sword. I mean, it looks like a it looks like a sword made of dark metal with glitter imbued into it. Okay, basically. so Meredith scribbles down the Which words. Which doesn't look like any sword you've mm. ever seen. So Meredith scribbles down the words activation word. Okay, so when have you used it in between? Like, if we if we imagine these three circles are on a timeline, where like. Where have you used the sword in between? Can you think of, like, specifics? Everybody apart from Harold. So Meredith and Potentia give me history checks to try and remember other times Harold has used the sword. 21! Meredith's real good at history, which is really funny because Joe is not. (laughs) Sorry, but uh, 24? Because Potentia's (laughs) an intelligent wizard. (laughs) And history's an intelligence check. Um... Sorry to sorry to be like twenty one. Harold has used sure. it. <laughs> Harold, okay. Now that you're thinking yeah. about it, Harold has used the magic sword, ignited in its flame mm-hmm. form, to fight the uh, skeletal raptor mm. in the necromancer mm-hmm. department. 
there were no issues with that. It was just a flaming magic sword. Yep. Was that inside? That was uh, inside underground. Yep. Don't think you used it in the shrinky down time. I don't think you used it in the shrinky down time. Mm. I don't think we. I don't think I fought no. anything there at all. Actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I didn't get the sword um, out though. That was the mouse, right? But I, I didn't get the sword out there. So. You didn't use it with the, the druids in the forest. You haven't used it. You haven't used it particularly no. much. Okay. So the, of the times that I would remember, it's been inside only once? Yes, it has been inside except for the moon. For There has been another... There, there has been a couple of other times I remember activating it, but I don't... As in, like, as in doing a fight, but uh, I don't remember the exact circumstances personally. Just that we, that there, there has been at least another incident where we were fighting something. Yes. And I activated the sword. Uh, I think there's also, to get the bonus. Um, Meredith might remember, because she mm. was there, and potential wasn't, um, that the uh, artificer magic expert in the the heroes mm -hmm. guild like had some some things to say about it um in particular like how mm. it's particularly unusual um he's never he hasn't really come across things made with this material before he's heard about them but never seen them himself which is saying mm -hmm. something uh and that some magical mm. uh items and weapons in particular can have egos for lack of a better word they can have a sense of of purpose themselves mm. that they want to pursue um and often weapon magic items uh, if they have any kind of um intelligence or ego are often like violent dangerous things because they are wanting like they're made to do fighting things mm -hmm. it's unlikely it's unlikely you would have a magical weapon that is trying to help mm. people. Unless it's like a holy paladin. Yeah, unless, you're, unless you're a paladin or a cleric. Um, the only time I remember you using it outside of like the times mm. you've listed, we were indoors. It's the only thing I can think that was different. So the interesting thing is, I don't remember exactly what time it was in the underlibrary. And the fact that we were in the ethereal plane sort of throws things off, but it it certainly seems like it only happens at night time. You know, right. if you think about it, on the moon, we were uh, surrounded by night, essentially. Um, in my home, uh, it was night time because that, that star was shining in the sky. And uh, I, I, the ethereal plane is obviously very odd, maybe something about the, the lack of material things there means we're sort of closer to the stars I, I believe when we were fighting the dinosaur it was sort of the afternoon it wasn't in the evening then. it wasn't nighttime no is there something is there something to be said for us being lost or looking for something because if you have a look at I remember, Harold, you were telling us that you were thinking of your uncle when 
you blew a hole in your roof. The face spiders, you and I were lost in the ethereal plane, we couldn't get back. And then the moon, we were super duper lost. That's true. Is there something in that, maybe? It's possible. Uh, I think... I think the evening when it blew a hole through my roof, I had a strange dream and woke up and the star was shining. Right, okay. So that doesn't 100% follow then. Do you remember what your dream was about? Uh, Dreams are so hard to remember. But vaguely, I seem to think it had something... It was very similar to the sort of vision that I saw on the moon, actually. Right. So you were lost in darkness, though, right? Like you were trying to find your way out. I don't know. Yes, Maybe I'm, I'm just... reading into that a bit too much. No, I, I think you're probably onto something. You know, this, this, this thing that I saw on the moon in this dream, like it was, I was in this place and it was darker than dark, if you can even imagine such a thing. Like light was just being sucked away. And then suddenly something very bright enveloped everything so it could be every time you're feeling lost the sword reacts uh, I mean that uh, yes could be could be um. Meredith just writes lost in big letters mm. with a big question mark and circles it a couple of times and then looks up at the other two to see what they think
Um, I've just asked Ben, because you guys were talking, I didn't want to interrupt, um, whether I can roll to see if I have read anything as a wizard about magical items that react in the way that you are discussing. Um, but I just need to know what type of check I need to make. Yeah, Sorry, cool. I was trying to have that conversation without uh, yes. interrupting you guys, because I didn't. <laughs> You're good. Like, yeah. It's like, my way. Ben and I will possibly have a few of these tonight, because um, Potentia's going to be listening because you guys have been sitting reading, and she's kind of not had this conversation for most of it, so she's mm. trying to catch up. Mm. Oh, gee. Um, Makes sense. Um, give me an arcana. Uh, natural 19 plus 6. <laughs> You're asking okay. me for int rolls. Yeah, I'm a wizard. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, you have heard about magical mm-hmm. weapons. You have heard about magical weapons that have not just magic weapons, magical mm. items that have desires. Um, whether it's a, a crusader's sword that wants to help people and drags its wielder into fight they don't yeah. want to be involved <laughs> with to help people, whether it's um, uh, a wizard staff that keeps causing the wizard to fumble into situations where they are obliged to to intervene Mm -hmm. and do something, Um, or swords that just want to kill. It's not uncommon for, you know, dark artificers to create weapons that want to drink blood so, sorry. and want to do bad yeah, things. Yeah, to clarify, what I was more asking was, have I heard of magical items that have that react to people's desires? Not that have desires of their own, but rather that react to mm. the wielder. Because what, what Meredith is describing is that the object is identifying that the wielder feels lost or is lost, as opposed mm. to that it um, wants to be... Does that make sense as a difference? Yes, yeah. So rarer than magic items that have desires, there are magic items that have activation things that aren't simple keywords. Yeah. Magic items that activate when a situation occurs or... um, And magic items that can detect the thoughts of their wielders are, like all-encompassing in those those groups of things. Well, sorry, I, I know you have both spent a lot of time reading and researching and, and, and things, but um, there are objects in the world that react and only, act, only react when their wielder or holder or person who is attuned to them... Um, has a certain emotional state it is incredibly uncommon uh, rarer even than than ones that have a a will of their own for want of a better phrase but but um they are not unheard of um in the world it's an interesting phrase potentia isn't it will of their own because this sword certainly i mean it's pointing at something very specific i mean it seems like the sword or maybe whoever made it you know they they want this thing to be found or at least known about whether that is a good thing or other i mean i don't know how we would interrogate such a thing Uh, is there some kind of uh, spell or ritual that can be done Uh, well maybe that's related to that figure that you saw can you okay 
I feel like we're missing something. Can you describe the figure again? Now that we've got all this this potential extra information and, and a different direction, can you just, as she like closes her eyes and puts her, her like her face over her her hands over her face as though she just wants to like focus really intently on what on what Harold says next. Just before he like before she lets him continue, um, because she does want him to talk to Meredith. But Harold, can I just the scabbard that it comes in? Can I have yes. a look at it? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, should I remove the sword? That's up to you. Whether you want to keep your hands on it, I'm more interested in and what seems to be a anti-magical scabbard. To me, anyway. Uh, y- yes, I think uh, the artificer at the Adventurers Guild mentioned something similar. I'm happy for you to look at it. It's up to you whether you need the sword to be in there or not. Uh, what time is it, Ben? About lunchtime, midday. Uh, I tell you what. Actually, it, it, it is it is midday to like early okay. afternoon. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I tell you what, just because of like one or two. Yeah, o'clock. that makes sense. Uh, just because of the the place where we are, I won't remove the sword here, but. I'm happy for you to take a look, uh, and I'll hand over the the sword with the um, the scabbard. You just gave the wizard the fun, weird arcana thing. Yay! Yeah. Uh, I'm, while while you guys have a little chat, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some investigative fun times with that. Please, Ben, mm. want to look at it? Okay. Yeah, I'm giving an investigation roll while you, you guys. Well, yeah, I'll um, I'll pop it in the chat for you. You investigate it. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. All uh, right. So the figure. Mm. Okay, so the problem is, Meredith, actually, is that figure is maybe a little of an exaggeration. I I don't remember this light having form, per se. It sort of just grows bright and then envelops everything. Okay. Interesting. It's quite concerting, you know, this, this sort of contrast between sort of what really is like the darkest of dark and then all of a sudden it's the brightest of bright almost. She writes on the page, darkest dark versus brightest light. And then like stares at it for a bit, her brow like super crinkled. She's like... There's something here, but I can't see it. <sighs> Harold, do you know if your um your uncle was? I d- I don't love the anti-magic feeling. Like you can see her um, grasping her hands because mm. she can feel it, and it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, do you know if he was sort of say investigating anti-magic but this feels not good uh, my uncle wasn't really um, a prolific magic user uh, so far as I know he uh, he found the the constellation sphere by chance on one of his delves and obviously I have no idea the provenance of this sword I mean it it came to me by the mail and I, I can't be certain even that my uncle's the one who sent it although it certainly 
seems that way. I just don't... Oh, actually, Ben, that's not true, is it? I think he sent me a note. Or it's addressed from him, basically. Like, there's some evidence it's from... It, it's just... Looking at it, it they don't match. The, the, the scabbard doesn't belong to the sword. They, they weren't made... I mean, look at them, and she's going to draw the sword and put them next to each other so that you can compare... Mm design to design mm-hmm. to Meredith is like leaning um, on her elbows like leaning just, in just for clarity guys I rolled excited. a 17 for that investigation like that's okay, cool. where yeah, I'm getting nice. this information from yeah uh, yeah Harold peer over huh it huh. it just right. strikes me as, as not something that you know it strikes me as odd I, I get I think I see what you're saying here Potentia whoever made this sword obviously did not make the scabbard and potentially somebody used whatever they had at hand to presumably stifle whatever power this sword may contain within it uh, I suppose yes but I guess it's part of why I'm asking about what your uncle was involved in because um, I mean if, if you think if you believe he is the one who sent it to you then there is a prospect I suppose that it that he is a person who might have made or acquired the the anti-magic part of it or, or or gotten someone to make an anti-magic scabbard, which then makes me wonder why he sent it to you, knowing its potential risk and provenance. Yes, I mean, obviously it's... It's clear that he wanted me to have it, uh, assuming it did come from him. I I don't have complete proof that it did, but it it does seem that way. Um, It doesn't doesn't seem like the sort of thing that you send to somebody that you want to keep safe, unless he knew that you had a way to control it. Well, I, I, I mean... I, I have I have had the constellation sphere in my possession for a few years now, um, and it does seem like those two match. I, I, they're certainly from the same. Uh, yes, they're they're certainly of the same sort of. Uh, I don't know how you would call it, really. You know, like magical provenance, provenance family. Provenance. That's the word. Yes. Um, it, the thing is, you know. Um, the constellation sphere uh, was given to me possibly the last time I saw him, to be honest. I, I think after that, he he didn't return home, so... I mean, there's always the, the, the option that he didn't... Your uncle didn't have another choice in who he sent it to. Maybe he was... Maybe he knew he had to keep it from from people and so he sent it to you to keep it safe possibly I mean keep it secret keep it safe yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> yes as, as far as I know you know uh, my uncle was I mean I hesitate to word, use the word simple but he he was an ordinary adventurer a good one but an ordinary one so far as I know do you think he knew what the sword was and what it did? I, I don't know. I mean, he he never really... 
obviously he has some skill in appraisal. Any Delver would, I, I guess. Yeah. But I, I, I don't... I, I've never known him to be an expert in such things. What what information did he give you about the the orb when he gave it to you? Do you remember much about that? He wasn't terribly Or did you have specific. to kind of figure it out by yourself? He just told me he found it on one of his delves. I, I don't honestly remember even where in the world he found it. Uh, hmm. He just thought I would enjoy it, I think. I, I didn't get the feeling then yeah. that he knew much about the orb. More that it was a curiosity, you know? It was an orb that showed you the stars. And that, that kind of seemed in character, like he was the sort of person that just found cool things and wanted to share them with you? Like he didn't have uh, any kind of, like, he's, any yeah, other I reason? Mean, he's, he often bought me a little trinkets. Nothing too crazy, you know, just... The kind of knickknacks yeah. you find uh, in places like that. Uh, I mean, this is certainly the coolest. Uh, and certainly, <laughs> it is very cool. Uh, I didn't really understand the magical properties of it to begin with. It took me some time to sort of live with it. Uh, mm. As you know, I was I was actually studying zoology at, at the time. Uh, yeah. And really, I sort of changed my course uh, because of this. I, I sort of just learnt some basics, you know, uh, kind of things from it. Uh, but I didn't immediately realise. I sort of just thought it was a cool object. You know, there there are enchanted objects that can tell you the direction of things or show you the sky, you know, basic things like that. I, at, at first I thought it was just a simple star chart, essentially. Potentia, do... Have you ever heard of magic items like this kind of influencing people and getting to where they need to be or where they feel they need to be? Because it doesn't sound like Harold's uncle um, had much of an idea about what it did. He just sent it to Harold, potentially. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of filling in some gaps here. Maybe unfairly. I'm sorry, Harold. But um, have you ever heard of, of any magic items influencing people like that to get them sent, sent to a particular person or like... I mean, there are folk stories of such things. I, I can't think of anything unless Ben wants me to roll for it so I can find out if there is anything that I can think of um, that is specifically like that. I... I mean, as as we've sort of already discussed, some objects have a will of their own of sorts. Mm. And so if being sent to someone would help them achieve their want, I suppose that would be feasible. Um, but but I'm more interested... Sorry, I was I was listening, but, but not, because this... It's okay. This um, scabbard, the... I've been racking my brains as to why it felt slightly familiar, not not in what it is, because and you'd see her react with this again. That like it it makes her hands crawl, like it's pins and needles, and mm -hmm. I, in my gap decade, stopped briefly at Fideus, and this reminds me of some of the the designs of things from there. I I don't know, Harold, if you know where your uncle might have. Have delved particularly. It's um, 
I, I didn't I didn't stay there long. It's it's sort of more a place for artificers than a, than wizards. Really, it's it's a, a creative space rather than necessarily a um, a learning space. Um, so not one I chose to spend a lot of time in. No big libraries for me. Hmm. Big big port mm-hmm. city. People kind of stop in there. It's a very like the. Like Agrabah. Inland part of that. Mm. Yeah, that inland, the inland part is very like desert uh, Arabian mm-hmm. kind of inspired. Um, but like it's got a big port that people kind of stop in because it's one, uh, a landmass kind of in between the, the northern and the southern continents. Mm. People kind of yeah, stop right. in. Um, big rain on one side of the, of the, the, the big island continent, big desert on the mm, other cool. side. Well, uh, my uncle sort of started his career locally, like many do, but I, he, he's travelled to many places uh, in, in his career. Uh, you know, I, I don't know all of them, but he could have travelled through there. Uh, it certainly wouldn't surprise me. Sometimes governments or entities would contract him to recover certain things for them or uh, similar, so it's quite possible he went through there, yes. Um, she's going to hand, like, push both the sword and the scabbard back towards you because she doesn't actually want to be near the scabbard anymore. Um, it feels gnarly. Um, well, that's all I can tell without spending significant amounts of time um, to, to, to look at it, I suppose. But um, that might need to be another day, I feel. Yes, I, I have heard of powerful people who can look at objects and gain sort of insights into their history, but I think that sort of magic is well beyond any of us for now. I think that takes an immense amount of study. She sort of slightly glares at that idea of like that she hasn't spent a large portion of her quite long life doing a reasonably immense amount of study. She knows what you mean. That's not... It's not a negative against you. It's just that, uh, like, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't even know what an immense amount of study would be if it came up and bit you on the butt. Like, <laughs> that's sort of like, don't, don't think you understand, but sure. Mm. <laughs> Facial expression. I'm referencing legend lore for the people at home. Oh, uh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> which I believe is like a fifth or sixth level spell, maybe. It's pretty... We're a few levels away from that, yeah. <laughs> ah. Look, it's, it's not, not inside on my baseball, list of protection, it? so... <laughs> cool, it is cool. a fifth level, takes you ten minutes type, mm. type deal. Cool spell, though. Cool spell. So this, Very cool. Okay. Can technically get it. Have looked at it. Is cool. Who would be closest to the table and the pile of books? Not oh, me. Meredith. Mm. She's um, she's scribbling. <laughs> All right, Meredith. I'm like, um, give me a dexterity save. No. Please. Why? Oh, it's only a twelve. The pile of books, like shifts, <gasps> straight. Uh. It, it like it it rocks, and there is a. Uh, a booker lanch that cascades down uh, as the pile of books that has been teetering um, for some time collapses. You jump out of the way without any issue. Uh, But 
sliding like right in front of you is a book that you recognize, but not one that was in your collection of research. Mm-hmm. Children's picture book called The Three Little Halflings. Okay. And for a moment, like you look at it like, what the heck is this? Harold spots it. And then there's a incredible, all three of you have an incredible head rush moment. Like you've been dropped in a roller coaster and just got this huge like whiplash stomach goes up moment. And you are not in the library. You are standing on a dirt road in a grass green field with the blue sky overhead. Mm. Meredith just like looks around and um, is she holding the book still or is it gone? Nope, it's gone. Like looks at her hands that are empty and then just like throws them up in the air and goes, oh, come on. 